Hey y'all, I am so excited for our final episode of the season entitled, Why God? Can you believe it? It's our final episode of the season. I'm excited. But anywho, over the last month, the Lord has been setting the foundation and preparing us for his responses to this ultimate question, Why God? And to be honest with you, I couldn't be more thrilled. And also, I know that I've been teasing y'all with talking about an anonymous guest over the last two episodes. So I'm definitely thrilled for that reveal. But let me give you a quick story time. Now, the day me and my special guest was set to record, the Lord woke me up around four something that morning and said, answer the why." So I wrote that in my notes, timestamp at 4.35 a.m. And as soon as he said this, I began to prepare my spirit for that. So fast forward earlier that day, I reached out to many of you and I asked, if you asked God one question, what would it be? And we had over 30 responses and a lot of your questions dealt with your purpose, relationships, healing, success, spirituality, and more. And the beautiful thing is that the Lord knew that and he wanted to answer you specifically. Why? Because all of our our most profound questions are answered in the word of God. However, a lot of us, including myself, a lot of y'all, okay, we want specifics. And the Lord can definitely use people to provide that too. So, Stay tuned for the question and answer session towards the end. I will have the timestamps for each question that was answered in the description box below. Okay. I'm just, I'm excited y'all. I'm excited because I know that the Lord has a word specifically for you. So if you're listening to this, it's not by accident. It's not. No matter if I hit you up or not, the Lord has a word for you in this episode. And so without further ado, cue the intro. Welcome to the Grow Regardless podcast. I'm your host, Janae Siobhan. This podcast is the place where those who are withered come to bloom. Here, you will be empowered and encouraged with biblical, practical, and spiritual tools that will help you navigate life boldly, effortlessly, and fearlessly with Christ and for Christ. We are having a special guest today, so thank you for joining me. I appreciate you for, you know, spending time with me today. This episode, we are going to be answering the question, why? Now, that is a very broad question. We'll narrow it down however the Holy Spirit leads. We are definitely going to answer some of these questions. A lot of you guys answered the question of, if I could ask God one thing, what would it be? And so I got an afflux of responses ranging from, what is my purpose, to am I in your will? Am I going to get married? Who is my husband? To, you know, Lord, why are you so patient? 
why do we have to deal with the consequences of Adam and Eve? So as you can see, it was like a wide spectrum. A lot of those questions can be found in the word of God. So I'm going to introduce a special guest. Now y'all know that I'm always talking about my dad all the time on here and probably y'all like, who her dad? I want I want to know who her dad is. And so without further ado, say hi, dad. Hello. Good to be with you. So we are here and before I got on the mic, I've already pretty much told dad, I want to say this was about, we had 36 questions. We had a little bit more than that, but some of them was pretty much asking the same thing that people previously asked. So I didn't want to kind of bore him and reiterate the same questions, but pretty much I already told him off, off mic, you know, where you guys heads were at and pretty much what questions you guys were asking. So dad let's 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 talk so as you can see a lot of these questions it just seemed like a lot going on what what, what are your thoughts on that i think we're all in different stages in life where the way we see a thing from a different perspective and basically the most important we're going through it causes us to desire to know why to know what to know when to know how mm. god has promised to answer those questions for us if we humble ourselves to him so we're going to try to allow God to speak through us to those that are listening and to try to answer some of the questions that they have posed. But God is not one that's off and aloof from his people. He desires to help us. He desires to show us which way to go. He wants to understand why we're here, our purpose for living, and the goals in life that we should be pursuing. So if the Lord permit, we're going to help as many as we can. Yay! So I do have a question for you, and I think a lot of people can relate to this. I have spoken to people that feel like the Lord is not hearing them. They're asking, Lord, why, Lord, why, Lord, why? But they feel like God is kind of leaving them on red. Like a lot of these questions that I, I read, they were like, you know, Lord, where you at? Why, why, why are you not answering me? And I was just like, oh, Oh, okay. So a lot of them are asking questions, but they feel like it's falling on deaf ears. So like, what do you say to people that are currently experiencing that thought process? Well, everyone's in a different uh, perspective of their relationship with the Creator. Some people are, as uh, Jesus said, they're strangers, they're servants, and others are children. And because many people don't understand those categories, some of them don't even know that they're in which category they're in. Wow. Uh, as, a, as a stranger from the covenant of promises, we don't have access. As a servant, we have access, but limited. As a child, we have unlimited access. So is it more so like people don't know where they at when it comes to their relationship with Christ? Like they don't know if they're a child of God. They don't know if they, they're a runaway. They don't know if they're uh, a prodigal son or daughter. They kind of don't know where they are. Right. In their relationship, when it comes to their relationship with Christ. Right. The Apostle Paul had once said, wrote in his writings to uh, Corinth, I believe it was, he said, examine yourself and see whether you be in the faith. When people talk about faith, you understand faith as a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's the way you conduct and carry yourself. It's the way you think. It's the way you present yourself and the way you react to life. And so many have never taken the time to examine the Word of God and see where they are in relationship to God. Uh, the scripture said that all have gone astray. So that meant even though God created mankind to be his children, mm -hmm. not everyone is his child because when Adam uh, 
uh, the first man created, uh, disobeyed God. He took mankind away from God. So at that point, the cry of Jesus is very pertinent. He said, come unto me. Mm. Now, a lot of people are not coming to him. They're pursuing other things. They're pursuing their concept and their uh, perception of what he is. Mm. Many don't know who Jesus is. They don't know how to come to him. So you have many, many facilities set up around the world. And they, especially in the United States, there's almost one in every corner where people are saying they can tell folk how to find God, how to seek God, how to experience God. But then there's so many sitting up in these facilities still don't have a relationship with God, even though they're hearing about him every week, every some people go to church three, four, five times a week. Some is their lifestyle, but they still don't understand how to relate to the creator of the universe. Mm. At first, I was just only going to ask this question to people that I know that, like you said, are going to church day in and day out. But I felt like a lot of the why, because like you said, it's very imperative that you have a relationship with Christ because those that have a relationship with Christ know that they can go to the throne room of grace. They can ask the Lord these things and he will respond whether we like the answer or not. He, he will or he may just be like, you know, hold on and wait. For those that don't know that, for those that are not saved, what do you say to them that like they could go to the Lord or like they've been praying or they've been talking to their grandmother about what they got going on and they know that their grandmother going to go to pray on their behalf? What do you say to them? What is it that they have to do so that they know that their prayers are not falling on deaf ears? Well, as a person that has not entered into that relationship mm -hmm. and is saved, family relationship. Uh, I wrote a book called The Quest of God. And in it, we talk about what God is searching for. And, and God did not create the universe just to be creating it so he can say, look what I've done. God created the universe to be occupied. He created it to be enjoyed. And when he created the earth, he placed man in it to rule and have dominion over us. But he also placed man in it to have fellowship with him. Bible actually talks about how he came down in the cool of the morning and walked and talked with Adam and fellowship with Adam. Most people don't understand that God taught Adam. When God brought the beast of the field to Adam to see what he would call him, when he brought the animal to see what Adam would call him, Adam named all those animals because Adam had access to the creator. Mm. When Adam listened or allowed uh, his wife to uh, offer him the fruit and he took it and ate it, it separated mankind from the creator, from the relationship that Adam had. When Adam would have that intimate time with God, he could no longer have it. God actually, based on what his, the uh, canon of scripture says, expelled him from the God. He actually kicked him out. And so we're going to talk about, he actually kicked him out of his fellowship. Mm. And Adam could no longer fellowship with God in the degree and the measure that he did at that time. One place, the Lord himself, Jesus, announced the, the son of God, manifested in the flesh said my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow mm. not everyone is the sheep of God's pastor some people like I said are still unregenerated and they still are un unborn again and, and, and most people understand it's more than joining the church it's mm -hmm. more than getting baptized yep. it is a true rebirth mm -hmm. uh, one man even said to Jesus said, how can a man be born again uh, twice and Jesus said how can you be in a ruler? Uh, the Jews don't understand these things. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. So he was talking about a spiritual rebirth, mm -hmm. not a physical rebirth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we can 
we can actually be physically and we can actually be mentally in the house, in the worship facility. And we can actually be lifting our hands and running them down the aisle and still yet not be regenerated by the Spirit of God into the body of Christ. The new birth, as we call it, the born again experience, salvation is a real experience. Jesus actually said that uh, the man that is born of the Spirit is of Spirit. And he cannot be understood where he's coming and going. He's just like the wind. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. So what spirit the scripture teaches we're born of, we're born of God's spirit. So when a person become born again, they're born out, I like to say, and this is my, my terminology, God's stuff. Mm -hmm. So once a person is born out of God's stuff, they have the same, same nature, the same being that God has. So now we're on the same, so to speak, same level, just like a dog communicate with a dog, mm -hmm. a cat with a cat. You follow on a mm -hmm. horse with a horse, a giraffe with a giraffe, mm -hmm. an elephant with an elephant. They can communicate with each other. So most species can cross that species level to another species. Man has the ability to become regenerated in God and cross that level from being just a human being to the level of being the child of God where they can communicate with the divine. Mm -hmm. And seeing that God, as Jesus said, is a spirit. Those that worship him, those that, that fellowship with him must fellowship with him in spirit and, and in truth. truth. That mm -hmm. is the whole purpose of the new birth. That's the whole purpose of, of, of God sending Christ to die on the cross, raising him from the dead, and sending back the Holy Spirit so that we can have that kind of experience so we can relate to God. We cannot relate to God when we're just flesh. But mm -hmm. a fleshly person can't receive the things of God. Mm -hmm. But they are foolishness unto them because they're spiritually discerned. Mm -hmm. In order to be able to understand the things of God, you got to be spiritual minded. Mm. And just because you're born in the church, just because you're born into a church family, that does not mean your spiritual mind. You have to be born into the family of God. Mm -hmm. you to, and Jesus said, come unto me and he will in no wise cast you out. So when we humble ourselves, admit that we are not of him and surrender and confess him as Lord before man, then the Holy Spirit will come into our lives and literally rebirth our spirit. Give us a brand new spirit, man. 36 chapter book of Ezekiel said, God will take out the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and put in your new spirit. And then the apostle Paul said that we are born of the incorruptible, I mean, Peter said we are born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. That word is the actual nature of God. St. John 1, 1 said in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. So when we hear the gospel preached, the life of Jesus Christ, who he is, why he came, his death, his burial, his resurrection and ascension, that word gets into our spirit. That's why the scripture says, faith come by hearing and by the word of God. When we hear of the of Jesus, we hear of who he is and what he's come to for us, it gives us the ability to believe God. And when we bow our knee to Jesus' lordship and confess him before men, the Holy Spirit regenerates our spirit and gives us a brand new spirit. Now that spirit is of God and it can communicate with God. It has the ears to hear him, the eyes to see him. It has the ability to fellowship in an intimate way. Now, for those that are not regenerated, those that don't have Christ living in their spirits, I would admonish you, I would encourage you to take time out to, to read Romans all the way through and then and then to, to consider your, your condition. Consider where you are because I, the first two chapters will actually show you yourself if you really pay attention <laughs> Yep. By the time you get to the third chapter and the 23rd verse, you know that 
all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. By the time you get to the sixth chapter, the 23rd verse, you know that the wages of sin is death, but God's gift to us, if we believe, is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Amen. And we don't have to be lost. We can be children of God. We can hear the voice of God. My sheep know my voice, says the Lord. The reason why a lot of people can't hear his voice is because they're not in relationship with him. Mm -hmm. In order to hear him, you need to be in relationship. Now, God can speak through, through circumstances, people, and things. But if you're talking about direction and guidance and, and having an intimate communication with him, mm -hmm. you're going to have to be born again. You're going to have to give your life to Jesus as Lord and Savior. And then you'll begin to speak to you on a one-on-one -on -one level. Dad, that is, that's, that's good. That's good. Because looking at these questions, a lot of them, thematically speaking, has to do with relationships. A lot of people are asking, you know, Lord, am I where I need to be? Lord, am I making the right decisions? Lord, am I, you know, is this my purpose? Lord, if what I'm putting my hands to right now, is it worth it? Will it all fall down or will you bless it? Type of things. All of these questions are like good questions, but if you don't have access, if you don't, if you are not in fellowship with Christ, you won't be able to know like you won't you won't be able to like you really won't and you'll be going off of, like you said your five senses we all know that god is like dad said he's like the bible says he is a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth so it's like if we're not in a place where we can hear the lord because we're not you know humbling ourselves to receive humble repenting on the things that we need to repent it's really going to be falling on deaf ears. We really going to be sitting here thinking like, dang, the Lord is really not hearing me. But it's only because sin separates us from him. And like I talked about in the very first episode, why isn't the Lord answering my prayers? We talked about how sin is like static. The Lord is not going anywhere. But like if you got sin in the camp, he's not going to be able to hear you. So it's like it's very imperative that you are in right standing with Christ so that when you do approach him, you know that he hears you, that y'all both on one accord and that what you are bringing to him, he will in his timing, whether it's like in 0.5 seconds after you ask or a little bit of time, but you know that it didn't fall on deaf ears. So that is good. Dad, I got a question for you though, because like I, I'm going back, like I keep looking at these questions because a lot of it has to do with purpose and like decision and the last episode that we did was on distractions the episode we did before that is who are you connected to the episode before that was stay focused that the very first episode after that was faith so the lord has been like having like building blocks and now we're on our final episode of the season called why so it's like a lot of people are asking you know what is my purpose what 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 decisions am I making? A lot of people want to know. And it's like, why do you think that's an odd? Like, why do you think that question, like people are asking that question about purpose? Like, what is my purpose? Am I making the right decisions? Well, you know, when we, when we look at it from the, I, I, I love what David said, the word is a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. Mm -hmm. So I, because the word of God is in me, I see people through the light of the scripture. And so when I look at people that are wandering around, don't understand, don't know what direction they're going in, don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. Mm. 
then I realized that they're basically what Jesus said. They're like sheep without a shepherd. Mm -hmm. They lost. And they're wandering around trying to make it the best way they can. Well, that was not God's intention for man. It's not mm -hmm. God's intention for whoever listening to us right now. It's not God's intention for you all me. It's God's purpose and will that we all prosper and mm -hmm. be in health, even as our souls prosper. Amen. And the problem has always been that because our spirit, unregenerated people, their spirit is separated from God. They could never renew their soul. Mm. So their soul was being controlled from without. That's your intellect, your will, and your emotion. Mm -hmm. So they are choosing thinking and feeling based on what was coming from outside. They never was able to control their own emotion. And one of the things that I, I'm, I'm going to jump off of in a minute, people want to know why they can hear the voice of God. Let's talk about the children of God can't hear the voice of God. Okay. You're too, too much noise going on in your head. Distractions. God said that he is no longer speaking from the mountain. He's speaking from heaven. So he's speaking in the spirit. So how is God going to lead us? Romans 8 and 14 says God leads us by his spirit. Mm -hmm. So in order to hear God, you got to be able to hear with your spiritual ears. Mm -hmm. In order to hear with your spiritual ears, you got to shut your head up. Mm -hmm. Your mind sometimes is running in so many different directions, so confused and full of anxiety from the world and the noise of the world that you cannot hear your spirit. You cannot, you cannot understand what's going on in your heart, what's in your input man. Mm -hmm. David said as a the spirit of man is the, the candlestick of the Lord, searching the inward parts of the belly. Mm -hmm. So the spirit of man is what God uses to speak to us, to minister to us. Then we must be able to connect with that mind of the spirit. Now, let me explain to you that you are a spirit being that possesses the soul living of the body. So you are in connection with your spirit. But when you allow the circumstances of life to overwhelm you through your emotional your feelings that and part. the sound and the noise, it submerges your spirit to the point where you can no longer understand what is coming from your spirit and what is coming from your mind and what is coming from your flesh and what is coming from without of the devil. Mm -hmm. So you got to get to the place where you understand that you can no longer allow outside distractions mm -hmm. to fill your mind to the point where you cannot hear your heart. There, and I will say this, and don't take this the wrong way, and someone probably will, because they don't want to buy any of the loyalty of Jesus Christ. Oh, no. And I understand it, but I'm about to share a spiritual secret with you. Every person in this world has a spirit being. Every person in this world can accomplish things through their spirit. Every person in this world can become spiritual in the, the natural basic sense, but not Christian or godly spiritual. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so because they can connect with their spirit, they can accomplish certain things. Are you listening to me? I'm listening. But they learn how to connect with their spirit because they learn how to silence the noise in their head and listen with their heart. Now, I'm not trying to teach you how to do this because I don't want you to do it that way. That, that's erroneous and it will lead you down a dark path if you're not careful. But I'm sharing with you that this possibility has been already accomplished and done. I would call names of different faiths to help you understand this, but I want to address it because we're not supposed to mention these names. Uh, Paul says it's a shame for us to mention it. Mm -hmm. But some of them go through meditation, transcendental meditation, yoga, to try to contact their spirit. But without God, you open yourself up to the spirit world. When you open yourself up to the spirit world, you open yourself up to what's in the spirit world. Mm -hmm. And because if a person's spirit is unregenerated and God is not in it, 
Now they have opened themselves up to malevolent spirits, evil spirits, mm -hmm. not benevolent, malevolent. Mm -hmm. And even though it may start out seeming to be nice and peaceful and they love you and they're doing things for you, give it a little time. Mm -hmm. The real them will stand up. Yep. And then they will start harassing and tormenting you. And some of you that I'm sensing right now, you've already took that road. Mm -hmm. And I want you to come back from it. And the way to come back from it is to repent, ask God to forgive you for delving in what we call the occult and secret things. You will have to repent of it. I know I'm talking to you and you hear me. You're going to have to lay that stuff aside and come to Christ because you've opened the door to malevolent spirits and they'll torment you and you know it. Mm -hmm. And you cannot stop this noise and these funny feelings until you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to set the captive free. He came to set at liberty them that are bruised, to open the prison doors. He came to free you from satanic oppression and bondage. God's spirit don't bring darkness, it brings light. God's spirit don't bring confusion, it brings peace. God's spirit don't bring sickness and disease, calamity and crisis, it brings you prosperity, it brings you wholeness and soundness. So when you humble yourself before him and repent of your past deeds mm -hmm. and get rid of whatever it was that you brought up in your house, Get rid of it and humble yourself. The the voices will stop, and I bind the spirit that is behind it that will try to call you in any way, manner, shape, or form to disregard what I'm saying. And I invoke the blood of Jesus in your behalf that the Holy Spirit will come to your rescue and pull you away from that. And we thank God that you were listening at this time because you could not have been listening. We are grateful for that. Amen. So now for those that are looking, you, 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 your main goal right now is you're suffering problems, problems, your finances, your, your your situation is troublesome, and you don't, it's stormy, you don't know what to do. The first thing you need to do is understand there's a God who loves you, that cares about you. His whole desire is for you to be successful in him. Mm -hmm. That's his whole purpose of coming, that you'll be his child. Amen. And in scripture, I like the 23rd Psalm, maybe some of y'all love it too. It said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Mm -hmm. Isn't that powerful? It is. Isn't that powerful? So now you're wondering, what should I do next? The next thing you should do is learn how to hear God's voice. Because once you hear his voice, I heard Isaiah say he teaches us the prophet. And he leads us in the way that we should go. This is what I'm saying. He teaches you the prophet. And so you've been trying to figure out which way you should go. He leads you in the way that you should go. Amen. So he will give you direction. He'll give you guidance. And he will make sure that you hear and understand him when you humble yourself to him. It take that humility, Dad. Yep. That, that humility. That humility be making people like, oh no, Lord. I don't know about that. But um, yeah, for sure. It's really takes people to truly humble themselves. To receive that. And for me, I think it's a, it's a pride thing. I think the inability to recognize who we are. Oh. We start thinking more highly than we should think. And mm -hmm. that means to believe you're more than what you really are. Mm -hmm. That means you're not facing reality. You're living in a fantasy world. Mm -hmm. I think when people really see themselves, and I used to talk about this at church, going on a walkabout. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are running from themselves. They're hiding from themselves. They're pretending. I got into one of the writings that I have that people suffer from a dual personality disorder. And some people quadruple. They don't know who they are. People don't know who they are. <laughs> Not quadruple. Yeah, quadruple. The people don't know. They don't know who they are. People don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. And they constantly adjusting themselves to try to fit life 
and life will keep coming at you and if you keep adjusting yourself eventually you'll be so lost in personality that you will never be able to find the real you when you say adjusting yourself you mean like going along to get along yep, going along that's a good way to say it. going along to get along just become whatever people want you to be instead mm. of you being who you are god wants you to be who he intended you to be in him and that takes first of all humility to recognize that you're not that and be willing to become what he wants you to be and when you humble yourself he said a broke with a broken heart when you have a broken heart over not being who he told you to be then he can help you and so we're at this time we want to try to humble ourselves and answer some of these questions that have come forth and, and try to answer them as quickly as i can as precise as i can as god gives me the revelation and understanding amen someone asked the question will i be allowed to see the rapture well the rapture is based on god's prosthetic uh teachings in the bible we often don't even see the word the word rapture in the bible is taken uh first that's on fourth chapter it talks about uh, men being caught up to meet to meet him in the air that word caught up is is taken in the Latin, the Latin word for caught up is rapture. That's where rapture was taken from. Caught up, the Latin word is rapture. So actually in 15 chapter book, first Corinthians, talk about that we shall not all die. Mm-hmm. We shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. And this is what you're referring to when you talk about the rapture and will you be alive? Well, Jesus said these things, all these things will, will, will not be fulfilled. Well, that generation will be not pass before all these things are fulfilled and the generation you're talking about was the generation when israel was restored to the promised land according to history may 1948 israel became a nation again for over 2000 years israel no longer a nation but in 1948 they became a nation again so it's a very strong possibility depending on how old you are you may live to see the rapture but not everybody's going in the rapture Mm-hmm. So now to the second question, will it all work out in the end? Well, God has already told us what the end is going to be. He's going to come back and set up his, his kingdom on this earth. And he's going to judge the living and the dead. He's going to raise everybody from the grave. Once he raises from the grave, every human being has got to give an account of themselves unto God. And he got books up that angels are recording what we say and we do. Now, I know that's a scary thing. That's why we got to get up under the blood of Jesus and stay at the feet of Jesus so that what we've done and said in the past won't come back to hunt us. So I want, I want to stop right there and move on because it's the bottom <laughs> I want to answer. Am I going to heaven? In order to guarantee that you go to heaven, you must deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. You have to live your life for Christ 24-7, 365 days a year, which is not hard when you realize how much he loves you. Mm-hmm. Next, next question. Uh, how much time do I have with my kids? How much time can I have with my kids? I'm, you know, that's, that's this is busy world we're living in. You're going to have to budget your time because you need parents who are ordered by, are commanded by God to raise their children in admonition of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So you need to budget your time to have, make sure every day you have at least some time with your children, quality time. And back in the past, parents made sure that when they cooked the meal, they sit down and ate with the children and they also blessed the table together. You know, and there are times when my parents raised me that they would sit down and they would read scriptures to us. You may need to set some time aside. Find time. You can find time for everything else. You can find time to do that. Let's move on. Amen. Fifth, fifth verse, fifth question was, why the world got to be so ghetto? <laughs> well, when the being that that took over the world, that deceived even Adam, 
and the king, the God of this world. That's what Paul called him. This, I think second Corinthians fourth chapter. He called the God of this world. It might be first Corinthians, but he could call the God of this world. He ghetto. Alien <laughs> for the alien. He was in heaven, in paradise, and joined all the glory and the riches of heaven and decided it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And God kicked him out. How many people you know? Can't be satisfied what they got. Well, you got kicked out, and you can never, never be happy. You can never have peace as long as you're greedy and longing for more. Mm-hmm. So, ain't nothing wrong with wanting more, but you should want that within your means, Amen. not beyond your means. Mm-hmm. God never told the devil that he could be God, but he desired to be God, and he lost his former position, got cast out of heaven. Let's go to the next one. Um, Lord, how do I get to where you want me to be? If you really want to know how to do that, study to show yourself a workman approved unto God that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Get into the Bible. Read the scripture every day. And I like to say it all the time. Read for familiarity and study for understanding. By your commentary, look up topics. Find the scriptures in the Bible on that topic. Find out what people did, how they responded, and what did God say they were supposed to be doing and what he required of us to do. Mm-hmm. Learn that. Pray over it. We call we got a name called fasting. Put the plate back. Can't fast, fast for one meal a day. Uh, can't fast for certain things. Then whatever you can do to consecrate yourself to God, do that and that will help you get closer uh, to where God wants you to be. Seventh uh, question was, why in the world do you, he love us so much? Because we're his. Mm-hmm. Genesis 1 and 20 says, hey, God created man his image out of his likeness. We're here. We belong to him. God said in 18 chapter book of Ezekiel, the fourth verse, that all souls of mine save the Lord. 24 chapter Psalm said, the earth is the Lord, the fullness of the inhabitants that dwell therein. That's why he loves us so, because we belong to him. He don't want the devil to have us, because he created mm-hmm. us in his image. And not only that, but he created us to be just like him. Amen. And don't put no stops on that. He created you to be just like him. Uh, let's move on. So it says, uh, have I found him? Well, no, you didn't find him. He found you. <laughs> no man can come to the son except the father draw him. And then the talk by him will come to him. So when Christ draws you, he found you. Now it's our responsibility that when he finds us to follow him, to take up our cross, deny ourselves, and follow him. Mm-hmm. So, he, so you didn't find him. He found you. And even me talking right now, even uh, my daughter, Janae, ministering over the over the, the podcast, that's God talking to you. Mm. That's God reaching out to you. Let's move on. So someone asked a question, am I doing this life thing right? The only way to know you're doing, you're living life right is what are your results? Mm. What is your fruit? What, what's your character? What's going on in your life right now that's happening? Is it glory, bringing glory to God? Is it honoring God? Is it honoring people? If it's not, then I would check up on it and see why. Because there's something called you not to choose the right path. Mm. And whatever that is, you need to get rid of. Corrupt communications, corrupt good manners. Mm. I'm going to tell you what corrupt communication is. In the Bible, communication means fellowship, who you socializing with. We talked about that last week. So mm-hmm. you can't be running around with people that can't get themselves together and think you're going to get yourself together. Mm-hmm. They used to say all the time, birds of a fellow flock together. Mm-hmm. And misery love company. Mm-hmm. 
Don't be distracted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not him saying the title of last week's episode. Go ahead, Dad. The next one is, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. But we all desire to know what our purpose But the number one purpose that God has for you is to honor him, to glorify him, to magnify him, to lift him up in everything you do. Mm-hmm. The book said, whatever you do, do to the glory of God. Whatever you do in Jesus' name. So that's your purpose. When you're born into this world to find the way that God would have you honor him mm-hmm. and bring praise to him. Search for that, find that, and then you will be where God wants you to be in his perfect will, and everything will fall in place for your life. Amen. Somebody asked the question, why me? I hate to say this, don't feel bad, but in the world, you will have tribulation. Mm-hmm. In the world, you're going to be offended. If you're a child of God, they're going to hate you. They're going to persecute you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Jesus said it's impossible that offenses will not come. They people will do stuff to hurt you and offend you because you're in the world. And the world is going to be tribulation. You got storms, you got earthquakes, you got famine, you got pestilence, you got sickness, you got disease. All this is going on in the world. You are in the world, but if you're saved, you're not of the world. So there are tools and instruments that you can get from God and the, the word, the Holy Writ. God will empower you to mm-hmm. overcome these obstacles, to overcome mm-hmm. these offenses, to triumph in the midst of persecution and hatred. Amen. But you got to be willing to submit to them. Mm-hmm. People often ask me all the time, say, why are you so excited? Why are you so happy? Why are you almost smiling every time I see you? Why are you so blessed all the time? I cannot help but be that way. Because mm-hmm. God's in my life and I'm in God. And he taught me to use his word and his name and the power of the spirit to overcome my obstacles. And when you go from victory to victory to victory to victory to victory, mm-hmm. you'll start smiling too. Amen. Let me move on to the next one. <laughs> How can I be the best version of myself? Well, we don't want to be the best self. Mm-hmm. We want to be the best version we can be of Jesus. The scripture says that we behold Jesus as looking into a glass with chained into that very image from glory to glory. So progressively every day, we should be trying to be more and more like the one that created us, God. We shouldn't be trying to be more of us. The, the best way you to be the best you is be what God created you to be, and that's to be like him. Amen. Mm. Then it says, who is my husband, God? <laughs> I'm going to ask all these. Dad! Proverbs 18 and 21 says, hello, somebody. He that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtain a favor from the Lord. No woman has any business looking, trying to find her a husband. The man is looking for you. So you want to know how to get your husband, know who your husband is. Be in the place where God called you to be. And he will find you. He will come to you. He will walk up on you. And you will know it because he'll be a man of God. And I used to say, I used to hear this saying, I used to think about it all the time. Let me tell you something. If the man can't come into God's presence, you don't need him. No. So if you hide in God's presence, whoever can come into that presence and they're interested in you, that's probably your hook. Mm, go ahead, somebody. Can <laughs> I come home? Ever? They they're pretty much asking God, Lord, can I come home? But he said he wanted me to know that he meant heaven. There's a time for everything. Mm-hmm. And we have an appointed time on this earth. And we have a course to finish. Paul said, I have completed my course. I have kept the faith. Then he said, 
Henceforth, they lead up for me a crown of righteousness. He said, I fought the good fight, completed the course, and kept the faith. I would ask you, have you finished your race? Have you completed your course? Have you fought that good fight and kept the faith? If you have not, it's not time yet. And you need to be like God told me. Stop asking it. Mm. He, has, he has work for me to do. So I'm going to say the same thing. You stop asking him because when it's time, he'll call you. Mm. Be happy in him. The things that you're going through, the things you're struggling with and wrestling with, these are just obstacles to be overcome. You can do all things through Christ. So if you're not in Christ, get in Christ and allow him to empower you to overcome these things that are causing you to be so unhappy and ready to go home. God in you is greater than anything in this world. So get him in you and you'll master these things and you won't be asking God, when I'm when can I go home or when can I come home? You'll be saying, Lord, I want to do this for you. I want to finish this for you. Right. How can I serve you until my time? Mm -hmm. God bless you. I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad that I was able to answer a lot of these questions. Me too. I got 15 out of the way. Uh, Go ahead, Dad. We got we got a lot of time. Okay. You doing? You making good time? What is the detailed purpose of you bringing me into this work? Again, it goes back. God created every one of us for His glory. If I go into the point that when you become a child of God, then you become that instrument that He wants to use wherever you are, mm -hmm. whether in your neighborhood, in school, on your job, wherever you are, you become the instrument. Because the Scripture says. Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. No one can come into a relationship with the Father except through the operations, Titus 3 and 5, of the Holy Spirit. We're not saved by works of righteousness, which we do. But according to God's mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. So we are saved through the operation of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit wants us to be yielded vessels that God may use us to encourage others to come to know him. He wants to be glorified in you and through you. Mm -hmm. So as you live a life that glorifies him, then he will glorify you. Amen. Why did uh, my parents give up on us? That's a hard thing. A parent should never abandon their children. But they are human. They are frail. I think so many often I've ridden down the road and, and, and been in the power and the presence of God and felt invincible, immoral, like nothing could get to me. Mm -hmm. And then God allowed me to sense what it was like that we, without that presence. And I realized how fragile we are. Mm -hmm. And not only is our physical body fragile and, and mortal, so is our mental state. Things happen to people. Should not happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People were abused, misused, rejected, neglected, pushed aside. And some people never find a mentor or someone that can help them get through these things without a whopping their character. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest forgive your parents and ask God to fill that void in your life so that you won't feel like you were wrong by then, though you were wrong by then. Because forgiveness is your pathway to healing. Mm -hmm. 
Then we'll go to the next question. Uh, when will I be at peace? Jesus, the scripture said, is our peace. And he said, peace I give unto you, not as the world give unto you. So if you really truly want to be at peace, you might have to get real with yourself. Mm. And I often talk about how a lot of people got their problems in the wrong place. And if God will reveal them, I'll tell you what you'll love, but I won't do it right now. But let's understand that flesh is a mess. Mm. Flesh is so unstable, undependable. You can't trust it. You no. can't lean on it. And then it will continually to fail you. Mm -hmm. So find that rock that we call Jesus. Get anchored in him. And the storm may rage, but your anchor will hold. Amen. Someone asked the question, why does God think I'm his strongest? He doesn't. He believes that you can trust him so he can be your strength. Mm. And by allowing that, you are strong in him. So always know that whatever you're going through, whatever's testing your metal, is there because God knows that he can manifest himself through you to handle it. Mm. Someone asked, why am I chosen? Well, I would like to say this. If you're chosen, start shouting, start praising, start having the Holy Ghost fit, because not everybody's chosen. Mm -hmm. Many are called, but, but few, few are chosen. Few. So if you're chosen, remember there's another level. Mm. It is called anointed and equipped. So if you're chosen, then consecrate yourself. Be thankful that you're chosen and begin to learn how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit because he wants to manifest himself through in a greater way. And once, once that hap begins to happen, this, as I said earlier before, God not only wants us to glorify him, but he wants to also glorify us. Mm -hmm. That's the ultimate goal. Once you're chosen, you do ordained and equipped, and you do what God told you to do, the next level is he's going to glorify you. Amen. So rejoice and be exceedingly glad if you are chosen. Mm -hmm. 21st verse said, uh, 21st question. I'm all in the Bible. What characteristics do I display and how does that reveal my true identity? I think you know that answer better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. The characteristic that we should be displaying is that of Christ. If we're not displaying the, the characteristics of Christ, then we're displaying the wrong kind of characteristics. And when we break down who Christ is, mm -hmm. it was the love of God manifested in the flesh. He came not to seek to save his own life, but to save others. And I like to always say, love seeks to serve. My great saying is, what is love? Love is a willingness to give up oneself mm -hmm. in behalf of another, expecting nothing in return. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know the right kind of character to display, display the one of true love, unselfish willingness to help others. Mm -hmm. How do I overcome my shortcomings and prevent them from suffocating my will to grow? Well, many of our shortcomings are and I, I hate to say it, a lot of people, they, they hate their shortcomings, they hate their failures. But a lot of them came because we were not what we were supposed to be. Mm. Let those become guide, guides to you to know what you shouldn't be doing and what you ought to be doing. Right. Because if you, if you hate them and you push them away and never consider the fact, why did this happen? You'll never learn from them and you keep repeating the same mistakes. So you want to look at your shortcomings, recognize why they happened, and then start praying toward the over 
overcoming the weakness that mm. gave place to him to start with. Because mm -hmm. remember, we ought to be strong in the Lord, not in ourselves. Mm. Amen. Lord, is this the plan or is this the punishment? I I I really like that question. I yeah. really like that yeah. question. Yeah, I, I often say little things like that too, but I won't say what I say. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> But I would say to them further than add that question, we're not in heaven yet. Mm -hmm. So it's part of the plan. It's part of the plan. Now, you didn't, if you didn't choose to create, if it's a terrible situation and you didn't create it, it's part of the plan. But there is, a, there is something that most people miss in the prayer that, that Jesus, the pattern of this prayer, he taught to pray. And that is lead us not into temptation. <laughs> Maybe you forgot to pray for God to lead you not into temptation. Mm -hmm. So I would advise you to start asking God to lead you around those things that he does not want you to go through. Mm -hmm. And to give you the wisdom and understanding to, to how to go through those things that he wants you to go through. Mm -hmm. For the trial of your faith works patience. Amen. Mm. And everything works in times and seasons. Mm. There's a time to plant, there's a time to plug up there with the plant. So never let the enemy fool you into thinking that there's not going to be a downtime. Amen. Every time is not going to be up. Now, once you reach a certain stage in God, to, to, to everybody, you up. Mm -hmm. But to you, you may feel like, well, Lord, I was progressing it's step by step. Now I look like I'm at a standstill because that way it feels to you. But to everybody right. else, looking at you, but you're blowing up like a rocket. Mm -hmm. So never let the enemy distract you with his distractions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stay focused on the goal. Amen. Stay focused on the goal. Amen. Mm -hmm. How can I move forward from a dead relationship? Is it dead? Because mm. if it's dead, I've never seen nobody want to hang around something dead. Mm. So it must not be dead. If it's still holding you, it must be still alive. To end that dead relationship, you got to get rid of the thing that belongs to it. You got to relinquish it. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, dad, dad, dad. But what if that person has moved on? Like you see that they moved on. It don't even got to be romantically, like platonically. Like they're no longer in your space. Y'all no longer friends. But that person still feels that emotional attachment to them or just that thought of like, dang, I miss the friendship, I miss what we, you know, what we had type of thing. And they're grieving that. What, Dad? I understand what you're saying, though. You're going to have to let go of those past wishes and dreams. Okay, that, okay, okay, okay. Life is progressive. Mm -hmm. If you're standing still, you're dying. Mm -hmm. So it's time to move on to new experiences. Let that go. Do it better experiences. Let that go. You enjoyed that. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's gone now. Mm. As old people say, that water is breathing. <laughs> that spilled milk, you can't get that back. Time to move on. And how do you let it go when you don't want to let it go? Dad, mm. why are you looking at me? I'm just calling for a minute. <laughs> to let things go that you don't want to let go, you're going to have to see them for what they really are. Mm. You gotta stop turning your head and ignore what it was. You gotta see it for what it really is. But once you see, realize what it really was, then you'll have a reason to let it go. Wow. Receive. Mm. So someone asked a question that is very pertinent to all of us. Mm -hmm. Why did my loved one die? 
Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see Cole in it different. But when Adam sinned, death came into the world. And even though we don't sin after the same sin that Adam committed sin, it opened the door for the spirit of death to come into the world. Mm-hmm. So everyone that's born of a woman is going to die eventually. If they died early before their time, I can't answer the question why. Because no, no one knows but God. There's so many different variables in there. Did God warn them? Did they take care of themselves? Did somebody take them out? You know, there's so many variables in there. Death is the enemy. God does not send death. And I think that's one of the things that many of us have been deceived with because preachers and teachers and deacons and everyone have told us that God took them. God takes no one. Mm-hmm. God wants everyone of us to live a long, happy, fulfilling, complete life. The Bible actually says that God wants us to live 70, 80, and a long life when he satisfies us and shows us his salvation. So when the enemy cuts people off before their time, for whatever reason, that was not God that took them. Mm-hmm. 15 chapter 1 Corinthians said, when the last enemy, death, God calls death an enemy. Mm-hmm. It's put on the foot. So we have to understand that God does not send death. God does not use death. Death, the scripture actually said, 10 chapter of St. John 10 verse, the thief come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Mm-hmm. And then Paul, Peter said in the fifth chapter of the Peter, he go up about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So our best thing to do is get as, many, get, get as much knowledge of God's word so that we can protect ourselves. David said, his truth is my shield Amen. and my buckler. One place he said, the name of the Lord is a high tower, and the righteous run into them, they are saved. So we, we, we don't know why our loved ones got taken before their time. But when Adam sinned, death came into the world. So at some point or another, all of us go die. And this is the thing that I said, I, I don't want to seem cold about. But one thing certain in this world, until Jesus comes back, every one of us will die. The next one asks, how can I serve God? I guess serve you better, serve God better. The way to serve God better is something I always tell people, be willing and obedient. Mm-hmm. Learn to do what God tells you willingly. Now that's hard for some people. They, they do what he says, but they do it grudgingly so they're unhappy. They walk around looking like a dried up prune. But we, but there is no greater master to serve than God, the creator, his son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So why are we happy to serve him when we know that he takes pleasure in us? The Bible, the Bible actually tells us that in his presence is full of joy and his right hand played us forevermore. So God delights in his children. So we got to learn how to delight in him. And I'm telling you that we are serving him better. Next question was, what made us worthy of creation? Nothing. It was just God's will. What is beyond the scope of what we can currently observe in the universe? Well, with the natural methods, uh, there's a whole lot in the universe we can't observe. So if you want to talk about what's beyond what we can observe in the universe, it is. let's talk about the spiritual world, which right now, 
they're trying to break into through mm-hmm. the CERN Institute in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. But they're using this particle collider accelerator to, to smash particles the way they can break through the veil of what we call reality. Well, there's only two worlds. That's the spirit world and the natural world. The natural world is the emanation of the spirit world. So if they really want to know within the spirit world, understand the natural world. So if you want to look beyond this world, understand what you're looking at now. Mm-hmm. I know that's profound, but you want to talk to me about it, we talk later. Why are you so patient? Well, I don't know if they why is God so patient or why? Yeah, yeah, they, 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 these questions, I just took it exactly. Okay. As they said. Yep. Why is God so patient? Because listen, God doesn't have to be patient. <laughs> God is eternal. God exists outside time. Patience is something that we need. <laughs> God exists at every time, moment in time, at the same time. I know it's hard for you to comprehend it, but that's because he's God. God created time. He is called the eternal one, <laughs> signifying that he exists outside of time. God existed before there was exist after there is mm. the bible calls jesus the alpha and omega the beginning and the end but before there was anything there was god in the beginning god so god was before the beginning came exactly before the end get it, he's already there waiting on it. he created it he exists outside of time so the reason why he is more asked why he's patient is because he knows all at the same time he knows every choice you can make every path you can take he knows the end of that choice and the end of that path. So he's already expecting. Now, this is what I like about our father, mm-hmm. is that he uses faith too. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Dad. Go ahead, Dad. Go ahead. Go he ahead. Trust us to make the right choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even though he knows all things, he does not choose to know which choice you're going to make until you make it. Mm-hmm. There's four years on the two paths. Don't ever let nobody tell you there's a thousand paths. There's thousands of characteristics. There's thousands of, uh, of I'm, I'm trying to think of a word for it, mm-hmm. variations in that path, but it's the same path. Mm-hmm. And those paths is life and death. God tells us to choose life. Mm-hmm. So I, I say the reason why he's patient, because he knows if we choose life, exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He knows what's going to happen if we choose death. Now, I know it sounds profound to you, but that's him. And, and many people don't understand it, but there are some of us that know him personally. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm going to leave that right there. And mm-hmm. move on. Okay. What is it that I'm not doing that I should be? And that's an amazing question. A lot of people ask that question based on how they're feeling. But they already know what they should be doing. And they're not mm-hmm. doing it. But if you're asking that question because things are not falling in place and working out just like you want them to work out, then I will say this rather than answer it for you. You need to find out by humbling yourself. Get quiet in your spirit, and you'll see the next thing you need to do. How about that? Stop searching outwardly and searching inwardly. First one, next verse said, with all this work that I'm doing, am I going to be successful? You might be already successful. Mm. Success is what you, you make it. A lot of people don't understand having a lot of money and material wealth don't make you successful. The scripture actually says prosperity corrupts a fool. So don't ever get it in your head that true success is having a lot of material wealth. Jesus told us to seek the true wealth. 
He told us to labor for meat that does not perish. We need to pursue the true riches. You can have everything in the world and not be happy. Many people have committed suicide that were multi-millionaires. Many have over taken overdose that were multi-millionaires. Why would someone that has all that money be drugged to be happy? They have a good feeling. So don't don't measure success based on achieving things and material wealth. Measure your success on how much peace do you have? What about the relationships that you're in? Are they wholesome? Are they sound? Uh, there's a lot of chaos and confusion going on. Never let the enemy distract you about what true wealth is. Stay focused on the true wealth because you're probably already successful. You're probably already achieving more than you realize because you hadn't taken time to enjoy what you have. Mm. Do we really have free will or are our lives predetermined? You know, that that's an age-old question. Mystics, geniuses, scientists, theologians, philosophers. Oh, hold on a minute. I know that word. I realize this later. It's living on Philosophers, physicists, many have asked that question over and over again. Over and over again. Trying to understand is there some force that we all caught up in directing us in one direction for our lives. But I'm here to tell you, God said to Adam, there's a tree of life and there's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He never told him not to eat the tree of life, but never eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And, but later on, if you know the story, the biblical story of Adam and Eve, Adam chose to eat from the tree, and God told him not to. So that means he was not forced to eat from the tree. He chose to eat from the tree. That's free will. He said before us, uh, before us is life and death. He don't say before, before us is life and death. He said choose life. It's your choice. It's up to you. Let's move on. Why? Why does it seem like God takes so long? Genesis. The eighth chapter and the 22nd verse. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Mm -hmm. After God created the earth, he created seed time and harvest. So everything has a time and a season. So you wonder why it's taking so long? It's your time and your season. Now you can you can make it, you can stretch it out longer than it should be. Mm. By getting off track. Here we go with them distractions again. Mm. By not staying focused, by not doing what you're supposed to do to reach your goal, you can prolong it, you can call it to take longer. Mm -hmm. But there's a set time for everything. If you study uh, agriculture, you'll understand that certain things grow in certain seasons, certain things grow in certain soil, certain things won't grow in certain seasons, certain things won't grow in certain soil. So that's a whole lot to get into, but that was a good question you asked. Why does things take so long? Mm -hmm. Some things do take long to grow. Some things grow fast. Some things take a long time to grow. Are you following? Okay. Mm -hmm. I think you understand that. Mm -hmm. So the next one was, why do we have to continue to suffer the consequences of Adam, Adam and Eve? Well, it wasn't just a individual personal act that Adam had committed. All of mankind was in Adam. 
Now, I'm going to say something a lot of people don't understand. God only created one man and one woman. Just one man and one woman. That was Adam and Eve. All the rest of us were born. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I believe you got me. So I know people hate it. Well, I know God intended for all the other human beings to come in this world through the law of reproduction. That's why he said Adam and Eve be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Mm -hmm. So God never created anyone after Adam and Eve. We were all born. You follow me? So you ask the question, why are we suffering from their sin? Because when Adam sold himself, oh, I hate to say that, but when Adam took that fruit, he sold himself in the bondage to the mm -hmm. evil one. And everyone that was in his loins. So all his children from that day forward belong to the evil one. In order for us to come up on the service to the evil one, we got to get a new master. Amen. And that's why the creator manifested himself in the flesh and became Jesus the Savior so that we could, be, we could have a new master and get out from under that curse. Amen. Galatians 3 and 13, if you've never read the Bible, a good verse to read is Galatians 3 and 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And that's what you're talking about. While all this stuff coming on us through Adam and Eve, the way to get our money is through Christ. Let me read on. Oh, yeah. Why, when man sinned, didn't God scratch them off out and create another version? Wow, I love that one. I love that one. I love that mm -hmm. one. I don't know if we got time. Genesis we do. We Genesis, do. Genesis 1 and 22 say, God created man in his image and after his likeness. Listen to me. He created man in his image and after his likeness. God, St. John 4 and 24, is a spirit. Spirit is eternal. Spirit is indestructible and immortal. It never dies. So when God created man, after his image, after his likeness, he created Adam, a spirit being that possessed a soul and living in the body. When God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life, that was Adam he breathed into his, in that body. Mm -hmm. The body didn't become Adam because God breathed into his nostrils. What God breathes, and God, St. John 4 and 24, is spirit. Numa. He breathed into man's spirit. Uh, James, the second chapter, around the 22nd verse, 24 verse says, without the spirit, the body is dead. So what God breathed into that body, that dead corpse laying on that ground was spirit. And that's what animated that body and caused it to rise up off the ground. Man will never die. His earth suit will disintegrate, go back to the dust. But even that, and I'm not going to say this again about it, but even the earth suit, God said in the last days, he's going to raise up. Mm -hmm. Put that soul and spirit back in that body and stand that man before the white throne judgment and that person going to give an account of everything he's done in his body and in his life. So I understand what you're saying, but no, he couldn't wipe him out. He couldn't destroy him because he was created in his image out of his likeness. Eternal. Let me leave that alone. Okay, oh, wait, hold on, Dad, because oh, there was a follow-up to that. Okay. There was a follow-up. Let me, let me, let me, let me see it so I can get it verbatim. There was a follow-up. And the follow-up was what if someone argues that he sent the flood in the time of Noah to wipe out part of humanity? 
got I got an answer for that one too. If you want it, go ahead. Biblical answer. The reason why the flood took place because all flesh had corrupted itself except Noah. God said the imagination of man's heart had become wicked continually. The scripture says, Romans 6 and 23, the wages of sin is death. Are you, are you understanding? Revelation 21 and 8 says that the fearful unbeliever, the sorcerer, the homeowner, the idolater, and all liars shall depart and leave the burning fire and brimstone. And that is the second death. So when God destroyed the earth in the beginning because man had totally corrupted himself, completely turned on him, and the only one that was righteous was Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And God chose this man because of this to, re to replenish the earth and to, and to bring forth a righteous seed in the earth. Now, someone might say, well, well everybody, everybody born in this world good. No, everybody born in the world was sin in them. David said, in sin was I conceived. In, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin I was conceived. Now, people say, well, you know, they messed with that, and they said, well, David had a, you know, his father and mother was married. Yes, they were. They were raised in the house of his father, Jesse. They had, David was talking about Adam's sin had passed down to him through his parents. And each generation inherited the sin of their predecessors, their Adam and Eve. Not necessarily their parents, but Adam and Eve. It is an inherited sin. And it is the sin, not act, it is the sin nature. Mm -hmm. When Adam sinned against God by taking that fruit and eating it, he was reborn again. He was regenerated. But he wasn't regenerated under life. He was regenerated under death. The nature of Satan entered into him. That's why every person has become a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. That's why, according to St. John 3 and 3, except we be born again, we cannot see the kingdom of God. 3 and 5, except we be born of the water and of the spirit, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Titus 3 and 5 say, Not by works of righteousness which we've done, he saved us, but according to his mercy, through the washing of regeneration, the renewing of the Holy Ghost. 1 Peter 1 and 23 said, We're born again, not a corruptible seed, but an incorruptible seed of the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. We have to be born again because of the sin nature that Adam inherited when he took that fruit. He received it from Satan that brought him under Satan's dominion. So that's why Christ mm. had to become our substitute. That's why he had to come and take our place on the cross. That's why even though he had not sinned, he still had to die for our sins. So he became sin by hanging on the cross. According to the law, it said, Cursed is anyone that hangs upon a tree. So when Jesus was nailed to that tree, he became sin for us. That's how he became sin for us. And Father looked at turned his back on him and would not look at him because he became sin. Mm -hmm. And that's why Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? That's what happens when people sin. They're separated from God. Sin is separation from God, not sensation of life. It is eternal separation from God. So in order for God to save us, someone had to take our place. Somebody had to become someone that had never sinned had to pay the price for sin so God could justly forgive us and give us a new nature. So therefore, if any man being Christ, he's mm -hmm. a new creation. Mm -hmm. There's only one son of God. A lot of people talk about all the sons of God. Though we are sons of God when we become born again. We become the children of God when we're in Christ. Mm -hmm. We're not in Christ, we're not the children of God. Mm -hmm. 
So that's what happened. The flood took place because man, had, the, the, the Bible says the heart of man was wicked continually. He had been totally given over to sin. And Noah and his children were the only one that still served the true living God. Uh, the next one was, are you pleased with the way that I'm raising my child? God will be pleased the way you raise your children when you raise them up in the admonition of the Lord. So if you're teaching them to fear the Lord and to honor his commandments and to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, then God is pleased with the way you raise your child. But if you allow your child to learn the ways of the world, Paul talked about that in Romans 12 and 2, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In the sixth chapter of Ephesians, tell the parents to teach, raise their children up in the admonition of the Lord. And that's the way we're supposed to teach children the commandments of God. Sixth chapter of Deuteronomy, talking about we're going to talk about the word of God, and I come in and I go on and I down to the right and I lie down. We're supposed to hang it on the doorposts, we're hang it on our wall, and we're supposed to hang it as front as before our eyes, so that we'll learn not to sin against God. So if you're teaching your children the word of God, then you are raising them to be pleasing to God, and God is pleased with you. I guess that's it. Okay, so we had two other people come and ask me a question, okay? Mm -hmm. And since we're no respective persons, we're just going to, because I feel like you've already answered this, but we want to give everybody, you know, a chance. So the question that was asked was how to heal. That's what they would ask God, how to heal. How can they heal? Mm -hmm. Come to the healer. Mm -hmm. The first thing to do is humble yourself to Jesus. Mm -hmm. I like I like the story about the woman with the issue of blood. Mm -hmm. It said when she heard of Jesus, she came and pressed her way through the crowd. But she had said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, mm -hmm. I shall be made whole. First of all, you need to know who he is. Mm -hmm. To understand that he is the only one that can heal you. Healing is more than just physical. Mm -hmm. Healing is also emotional and mental and spiritual. Many, 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 many professionals in our day and time have learned that, that a person, they can do everything to help the body recover, but if a person inside their mind and their emotions don't want to get better, they won't get better. So they, now in a lot of places, they're ministering not just to the physical, but also to the emotional and intellect. There are other places where now they minister the spiritual, the emotional, and the physical because they know they work together. Mm. When Jesus healed, he healed not only the physical, he healed the whole man. Mm -hmm. He said, daughter, go in faith. Go in peace. Thy faith have made you whole. He didn't just heal her physical body. He healed her completely. One of the things that people don't talk about when it comes to the woman's issue of blood is that she was unclean. The law says she could not come among people. She had to go around saying, I'm unclean, I'm unclean, I'm unclean. You know what kind of emotional uh, uh, wreck she had become, the damage that had did to her, that she could not even socialize with people because she had this issue of blood, that she wasn't, she couldn't even touch people. Because if she touched them, they became unclean. If they touched her, she became unclean. The separation, the loneliness, the rejection of those that knew her and they knew they couldn't touch her. You know mm -hmm. how the pain, the emotional and intellectual pain that she went through and the, and the spiritual turmoil mm. being separated from other because of that. So when Jesus said to her daughter, when she touched him, immediately her, her physical problem was solved. 
But it didn't stop there because Jesus wanted to make her whole. He said, somebody touch me. And when she realized that what she had done was known, she came to him and fell trembling at his feet mm -hmm. and made known what she had done. And Jesus looked at her and said, daughter, go in peace. By faith, I made you whole. Not only was she healed physically now, but emotionally and spiritually. I often like put in there, uh, going all about the for 18 years made her broke. <laughs> so there's mm. a possibility that at that point he restored her way of getting money. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm. So Amen. the way to be healed is come to the healer. He said, and whosoever comes unto me, I will in no wise cast him out. Mm -hmm. And Amen. knowing your heart of hearts, he wants to make you whole. Mm. He wants to heal you. And I will find if you if you're a person that's studious and you love to read. I find every scripture in the Bible I can on people that came to Jesus to be healed. Amen. And then I will come to him and ask him to heal me. Amen. Amen. And our last question, because I don't think anyone else responded to the question, was why do the good die young? That's a good question. David asked that question. Mm -hmm. Why do the God that sees and the wicked prosper? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No one knows the answer to that. Until we get to heaven, we will never understand that. We'll have to ask God to show it to us. But I believe my personal opinion, one of my personal opinions, mm -hmm. the devil don't like it. Mm. So since God doesn't take, that, that's the thing, I believe a lot of people ask that question because they don't realize God doesn't kill anyone. Right. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it, and have it more abundantly. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, he that believe on me have passed from death into life. Mm -hmm. Another thing said, he that liveth and believe on me will never die. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe there's a place that come there. We, once we get in the word of God, and, I, and a lot of people say, well, I'm in the Bible, well, I'm faith to different. But well, I've said to you face to face, say it, but when you get in the word of God, when you get into the word of God and you live the word of God, the word of God, you become the word, the word becomes you. You will never die. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of us are struggling with obeying that word willingly. Mm -hmm. But once we reach that place where we can obey the word of God willingly, Death will lose its hold on our physical body. Mm. It'll have no power of us anymore. And he promised, and I'm telling you, that is a promise to the body of Christ now. That's not given prior to Christ's resurrection and ascension, but it is given to the body of Christ. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I've often asked the question, I want to know too, but the reality of it is that God didn't take anyone. Mm. The devil somehow got through to them. Hmm. Wow. Listen, y'all, this was the longest episode I've ever done. <laughs> but I think it is a great closeout to the last episode of the season. I just want to thank each and every one of you that have decided to just come alongside me in this journey for our first season of the Go Regardless podcast. I really do appreciate you and I pray that the Lord continues to reveal himself to you. I pray that this show was a blessing to you. Um, I'm so glad that dad went through um, just all of the questions and answered it. So if you know that I reached out to you, I pray that the Lord did what, <laughs> what only he could do. Um, and a lot of you were asking for clarity. A lot of you were asking for direction. And the Lord definitely came through with that. So 
thank God for his grace. Thank God for his mercy. And like I always say, when the Lord reveals you to you, do not harden your heart. These things that me and dad were talking about today was not just stuff that, you know, we picking out the back pocket. These are, the Lord was very intentional um, today. Whenever you're listening to it tonight, today, this evening, whenever. The Lord is very intentional. And um, so, yeah, receive it. Receive it. Meditate on it. Um, go to your word. Like I said, don't just be listening to podcasts and all this stuff. Go back to your word. Dad had a lot of scriptures. It's just like he said, if you're studious, if you like to read, go back to the word, the scripture that he referenced and see how it pertains to your situation. Like I said, we answered about 30, uh, probably 40 questions. So um, we thank God for that. We thank God for that. Dad, thank you. Thank you, daughter. Listen, Dad. Thank you. I was so excited, Dad. I'm trying to tell you. I ain't tell nobody. I just said, we having a special guest. And everybody would take me up like, who? I only told one person. But, and even they were like, oh, that's going to be a good one. That, that's going to be a good one. So we understand, in, you know, the what we have here. And, Dad, I just appreciate you. I appreciate you for allowing the Lord to use you and that you were obedient to the Holy Spirit as always. But I thank you for that. And thank you for spending time with me and us. And so I know a lot of them, they want to know, how can they contact you? Well, the best way is by email. Mm-hmm. And you can email me at adopted, A-T-A-T-A-E-9, at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can, you can actually, that way you can type out the fullest details and everything you want to know, any questions you want to ask, and it'll give me opportunity to answer them and the best way that I can to what God gives me. Amen. And if it's an emergency, you can call me. But it got to be, it got to be urgent. <laughs> 843-206-4904. Thank you. And I appreciate y'all listening in. Amen. Amen. And y'all, um, when I always say dad, you know, when I'm always referencing him, um, you know, if you are, if you do follow me on social media or anything like that, you know that I'm always sharing um, and talking about the ministry that I'm a part of and that's love and deliverance ministry. So again, if you like anything that we talked about tonight, if you see a topic from the, um, earlier in the season that you like best and believe again, I'm not just chatting on here. This is coming from the knowledge and wisdom that the Lord has given my bishop, my pastor, and has imparted it into us. And then from that, I'm going home and I'm studying and I'm meditating so if you want the same thing, if you want to be in fellowship, if you want to be on one accord, if you want to have a relationship like this with the with the Lord, then follow us on Love and Deliverance Ministries. We have a website, loveanddeliveranceministries.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Love and Deliverance Ministries. You can just put that in the search bar. It'll pop up. And then we're also on YouTube. You can just put Love and Deliverance Ministries and we'll definitely pop up with that. I don't think there's anything extra that you have to do. Just love and deliverance ministries. And that'll be it. If you like to sow into the ministry, you can. We, are, we have Cash App. Um, our cash tag is love, L-O-V-E, 3921. Um, and that is like, we got PayPal too, right? Yeah, PayPal. Okay. Um, and what do they put in the PayPal? PayPal, 
God. Love and deliverance. Okay, awesome. So if you'd like to sow into the ministry, you can do so. So again, I just appreciate each and every one of you. And like I said, this is the last episode of the season. We have 12 episodes, so God is good. I thank God for that. And um, like I said, Lord willing, we'll be starting season two probably around the second week of January. It just depends. Um, but I'll keep y'all posted via Instagram um, and Facebook. So yeah, thank you for joining us. We love you. We appreciate you. And we're praying for you. So bye.